How's it going guys? Coach JG here and this is episode 2 of the Just Like Performance Podcast. So today I want to talk about Olympic lifting. I'm talking about Olympic lifting or just refer to it, the sport is just called weightlifting. But a lot of people know of it as Olympic lifting, so I'm just going to call it Olympic lifting. Uh, for athletes. So Olympic lifting is a sport in its own. It's an Olympic sport. If you paid attention to the Olympics or strength sports or you've done CrossFit, you've seen it. Uh, there's the clean and jerk. And in the clean and jerk, you clean the bar up to your shoulders and you jerk it up overhead in a lunge position. And then there is the snatch where the bar, it's a wider grip and the bar goes directly from the floor to overhead. So we use these movements in a lot of different training they're used a lot with athletes. The most popular is probably football. If you've played football, you've probably done cleans. Whether in strength conditioning sessions or even just with a football coach says, hey, go do these cleans. But the problem is that Olympic lifting, they're very technical movements. Uh, they take proper coaching to learn. You should have a proper coach who who's, has some details and knows about lifting to, to learn them. So you can do the movements properly and you can get the best out of the movements. When we use them specifically with athletes, they are great for developing power. They are great for developing power. You, at the same time, you develop strength, you develop accuracy, you develop speed. So they are really good in that regard. Sorry, I got my son cooking in the background there. So when we're working with athletes, we want to use different variations. That's the thing. The, the regular lifts of pulling off the floor don't translate as well when you talk about work, uh, developing that speed and power with athletes. So the great thing about Olympic lifting is... Another great thing about lift, Olympic lifting is that it's cool. It's really cool. It's really cool to be able to lift more than your body weight over your head and be explosive and get into the different positions. So it is exciting. It is cool. One of the main reasons that I use it with a lot of my clients is a lot of them when they go then they move on to the next level or that whether that's ncaa or whether that's a professional level they are likely going to be working in a group or with a coach that's going to be doing that with them a lot of my hockey guys they move on to the ohl you're likely going to be in your team strength conditioning sessions i want them to show up and be able to perform a clean so that's one of the reasons that i that i use the weightlifting with a lot of my clients and so far it's paid off it, it, you don't want to waste a lot of time learning the technique. You don't have to be perfect, but you, you do want to have an adequate amount that you can get the benefit of the exercise. If you're not doing these movements properly, you're not going to get the benefit of the exercise. So getting started with most of my kids, if they're starting young, if they're 12 or under, I'm just going to give them an empty dowel. And I remember when I showed up and I was uh, the head strength conditioning coach at the Canadian Ice Academy. And I, get, I had all my uh, OHL-ready kids or draftier kids and or junior kids, and I gave them all dowels. And these kids were not happy. These, these guys were not happy. So even with an empty bar, they probably wouldn't have been happy. But with that empty dowels, they certainly weren't happy. So older than that, at a certain level of strength, I will start them off with an empty bar. But young kids, start them off with a, with a wooden dowel. Even adults who are learning and are willing to take the time, start them off with an empty dowel. And we're going to do the RDL, which is just a, uh, a hinging movement or straight leg deadlift, some people call it. 
We're going to do the triple extension where you're up on your toes. Triple extension means knees, ankle, and hips. You shrug your shoulders and you practice that tall position. Then we do the high pull where you do those at full speed. And you have the bar actually come up to your chest level. Elbows above the bar. Again, practicing on being tall and seeing where that, where that bar gets to. Then we learn the front squat. The front squat is sometimes a problem for people if they're immobile. A, a lot of people are off the shoulders and, and the wrists. But I want my athletes and clients to learn where the bar sits, where their hands sit, where their elbows sit. I really have to continuously give the cue elbows up to a lot of people as they're uncomfortable in that position and they let the elbows drop. And then the stress can go into your wrist, which you don't want. So the front squat and then being able to squat low as well. As the weight gets heavier, you do have to squat lower to catch it. And then we put it all together. And the first thing that we learn is a hand clean. So it's a bottoms up approach. So you're starting at, the, at your hip with the bar, hinging down, coming back up for all those drills. And then you put it all together and you learn the hand clean. That's the first movement that I'll teach somebody. Most people, I'm going to get them doing a hand clean on the first day. I'm going to get them doing a hand clean with a dowel on the first day. If not, we're going to go move on to a bar and possibly a little bit of weight but 12 and older you can give them an empty bar you can start with an empty bar and you should be okay with those movements so a hand clean works really well to start out because it's reactive because it's reactive you're starting at the top you're hinging down and then you're going back up and then you're jumping and then you're catching it's a very reactive movement so ground-based athletes at least i work with a lot of non-ground-based athletes so that creates problems but ground-based athletes who are used to jumping and landing they're going to pick that up fairly quickly through the hips at least if not through the shoulders you guys can look at my guide uh, on elitefts.com just go to jordan guilford elitefts.com or vegathletics.ca i posted it to the website and give that a read and you'll see the breakdown of all the different variations of the list that i use with my athletes and that i recommend so to, just to go through them here after you've done that hand clean, hand clean exercise, you're going to attack. And all the all of these, you will want to do in the range of three to five reps. You want short sets, competitive athletes. I'm not going to do a ton of singles, probably not even going to do doubles. Three to five reps, it's heavy. And these again, these are extremely technical movements. So you want people to be able to, to concentrate for a short set. You don't want to be doing a set of 10 because in sets of 10, your, your mind is going to start to wander. And every rep is going to be perfect. After you've done the hang clean, you're going to go cleans off blocks. So cleans off blocks is a variation I use instead of having athletes pull off the floor. Because when you pull off blocks, you're in a more athletic position. Think of the position, the ready position you're going to be in for hockey. The ready position you're going to be in for football or rugby to take someone down. Even uh, a press off the, off the wall and swimming. You want to be in a ready explosive position so cleans off blocks are really good for that you're going to put a couple blocks of the bar thing around your knee and you just have to get into a little mini squat to pick it up rather than if you see actual weightlifters in competition on the ground their hips are pretty low and it's a position that you're really not in in other sports Se secondly that clean off blocks it really does they're over reps and over time guys it really does save your back and your spine so m most of my athletes are having multiple practices throughout the week it's all when they're coming to see me yeah i want to get them more powerful and stronger but they have to recover and i don't want to add too much additional loading to their spine so especially as you get stronger 
you want to vary a little bit more and spend less time under tension, under heavy weight. And if you can do those cleaned off blocks to replace that hand clean when possible, great. And, and being explosive from a still position, from a static position, not moving, is also important in sports compared to a hand clean, which is reactive, which is a dynamic movement. After that, or even before that, put together complexes. So my kids that are like, I have about three, four kids right now that are just learning the technique and getting it down, and complexes are great for that. So for instance, one of my go-tos right now is after they've learned to do the hand clean, do three high pulls so they can learn where that bar is going to sit and the height it's going to get to. Then they do three hand cleans, practicing that movement. Then they do three front squats getting stronger in, in the front squat. And you could eat, if I wanted them to uh, build more strength or build more hypertrophy, build some muscle, I could increase that to five front squat, 10 front squat, 15 front squat, because the front squat's the, the easiest technical part. But I wheel three, 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 they put the bar down, they shake it off and they go again. So it's a double set and it's a complex. You're getting better. Your brain's getting a lot of technical reps with the weight. Then we could add in the snatch. So the snatch is a little bit different. As I said, snatch is the lift where the bar goes from the floor directly to overhead. And it because there is an end point, it, it's not an open chain exercise, but it's more open chain. With a clean, you do have to be very accurate as to where that bar is going. Uh, and it's coming right right uh you're stopping it right at the shoulder so you're controlling that bar very quickly after the pull whereas with a snatch not so much you're throwing it right up over your head so it's more open chain and i, I do work with a lot of figure skaters so for my figure skaters they have to uh build that skill of, of throwing their body pretty confidently so snatch is another movement that i'll move in for athletes that have to do more open chain stuff in their sport Probably not as much with my swimmers because of the shoulder. That overhead position in the snatch is much harder on the shoulders. I'm not, I don't really want to add that much stress to the shoulders of my swimmers. So I'm not going to do the snatch with them. It, it depends on the sport. It always depends on the demands of the sport. But you can also do that snatch off blocks. Same thing. Uh, and and we that's generally what I'm doing. I'm, not, I'm never really doing snatches off the ground with any of my athletes. Then you can work in pulls. So pulls, as I said, what do we do? We worked in the high pull. Or the jump shrug, sometimes I call it with my athletes. Pulls is just doing that movement without catching the weight. So you get to be, it's, it is, in that sense, it is open chain. You just get to be explosive and then you drop the bar back down. You want to control the bar so it doesn't bounce and hit you. But you just explode and then bring the bar back down. Th those are really great to take the stress and the, the stress off the shoulders for sure on the catch of a snatch. Even a little bit on the clean as well as the technicality of the movement. You can just work on being explosive. You don't have to worry about the, the technicality of where you're gonna catch it, how low you have to squat, all that stuff. It's just so, so especially when um, I have a kid who, you know, is having a rough week, they come in the gym, we're getting in work, but they can't concentrate. They're not getting it that day. They're not on, like a actual weightlifter would be. A hockey player is not gonna be able to, you know, always be on and perfect with his weightlifting. Okay, Bobby, let's just do some pulls. It's just, oh, you're not catching it today. It doesn't feel good. Let's just do some pulls. And pulls, you can be more aggressive. And pulls is when I might, depending on the, the day of the week, might have them do a max. 
So pulls is very easy to work up to a three rep max, to work up to a five rep max, and work up to something heavy and explosive, and it's not going to take a lot out of you because a pull is like one second compared to a deadlift, a heavy deadlift, which might be two to three seconds. And then you're be getting a, a set of three, like that. that is awesome. That is a great stimulus. That is a great stimulus. So for the most part, you're, when you do weightlifting, you're building power. You've you got some speed and strength in there, but you do have to do other stuff to build real speed and strength. So we are doing other stuff to build real, real game time speed and strength, but you, you can get a lot out of these movements, and that's why they're great for athletes. And don't be a super hardcore stickler for technique. Get a coach, learn the, learn the proper technique, but as long as you... As long as you're recovering from it, as long as the movement is safe, you're going to get a lot out of these movements. And yeah, be, be aware that there's other things that you want to add in for that maximal strength work. But Olympic lifting works really well for athletes. Again, check out that article that I have on EliteFTS.com to see more details on all these variations. Uh, you guys can reach out to me, Jordan, at VegAthletics.ca or at Coach underscore JG on Instagram. I'll catch you guys later. Veg Athletics.